What do you do when you realize that you're a woman trapped in a man's body? What do you do when you realize the man you married is a woman? In this series, we reflect on our past to discuss how we got here and explore where we can go from this point moving forward. Hi, and welcome to The Rage. My name is Jennifer Termini. And I'm Calista Termini. Today we're going to be talking about surgery, and we're going to be breaking down the pain rating of each surgery, and I'm going to be asking Calista if she would um, change the order with which she had these surgeries. Can I just say I'm sort of like over the subject of surgery? Yes, you can say that, but it doesn't yeah. mean we're not going to still talk about it. I'm kind of over it at this point. Okay. Um, well, let me see. Can I say one thing? Please. Sorry. <laughs> yes. um, I know she has surgery fatigue. I knew this coming into the, the episode, but I really feel like because she has had a lot of surgeries and she doesn't really want to talk about surgeries moving forward. I figured this would be a good episode to just sort of put a pin in surgery as a whole that she could just sort of summarize it, wrap it up, give a breakdown and then kind of put it to bed for a while, maybe forever, who knows. But I kind of had to say, please, please, let's just do this episode just to kind of to finish it out, you know? So thank you for um, being agreeable. Sure. I think, you know, what it comes down to is that, I feel like the surgical part of my transition is over with. And and what that also means is that my ability to accept myself as a woman. And I think before there was more dysphoria about feeling inauthentic for me. Mm -hmm. This is just me. I'm not speaking for anybody else in terms of what makes them feel authentic or that if you choose to have one surgery or not, or if you can't even afford certain surgeries, that it makes anybody any less valid. So this is literally just where I am now mm -hmm. in my own transition. And it feels in a lot of ways, uh, there is there is surgical fatigue in terms of this has been my life for the past two years. Um, a little yeah. bit more than that. And so I'm kind of just like ready to move on and now really focus on being my best self and continuing to grow as a human being, continuing to grow in my, um, in my femininity and my understanding of who I am and really make being a woman first and foremost, the part of my life that I am embracing and loving instead of you know, surgery and dysphoria and um, uh, imposter syndrome and things of that nature. I understand that. And you are further along in your journey than others. But there are people that are watching this channel that have just started or they've just discovered us or they've mm -hmm. just discovered who they are or who they want to be. Mm -hmm. And so for them, it's interesting to see the evolution and and i think and to hear your thoughts i mean we get a lot of comments from viewers that are grateful for the content that we provide are grateful for the insight that you provide based on your experience mm -hmm. and then they can take it or not take it but at least they it gives them something to think about so let's just wrap up the surgery with mm -hmm. um are you just going to give us a list of of from worst pain to least pain or how are you going to do yeah, it yeah i mean i i think that 
so there's two scales. I think one scale is fear because early on in my transition, uh, without having a lot of experience having surgery and recovery, there was a lot more fear regarding... About having, going under the knife? Yeah. And so that was a bigger deal for so me. So which ones were the scariest fear-wise? Uh, FFS. Facial feminization surgery. Facial feminization surgery. Now, I had had, um, before that, I had a surgery, if you remember, in 2014. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah, on my birthday. I got to have surgery because um, I rolled my SUV and uh, ended up breaking my um, bone in a couple places. So, and I mean, I was terrified. I was terrified to have surgery. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just smiling. And so people that are watching on YouTube might be going, why is she smiling that you're saying you have a surgery on your on your hand? And I'm smiling because I'm remembering that after when you rolled the truck, which was such a freak accident, it was like a slow-mo roll. And I get this call, you've rolled your truck. When I arrived, you your hand was hurting and we went to the doctor. I'm not sure if this was the bike accident or the car accident, but we go and you get X. You didn't, she didn't want to go, by the way. She's like, her <laughs> hand is swollen like a big baseball mitt and she doesn't want to go to the hospital. And so I make her go we get an x-ray they send you to a specialist I'm, I'm truncating the story a little bit but we get in with a specialist and the specialist is super cool but a little loosey-goosey and says oh yeah you're fine it's just like a bad sprain or whatever no no breaks no breaks and I'm meticulously looking at the x-ray and I'm going what is this spot what is that spot and the doc spins around on his chair wheels over and looks at it and goes oh yeah that's a hairline fracture good eye and I'm like I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, you had to have massive surgery there. Yeah. Like, you know, anyway, so. Yeah. And I was scared. I was, um, in terms of the fear factor, um, my first surgery was the most scary. Your face. Uh, no. the Your hand. The hand. Even oh. though that was minor. I was scared out of my mind. So when I went in for my FFS, my first, you know, um, surgery for gender affirming surgeries, mm -hmm. um, I was, I was terrified, even though, and I'm glad that I had had that one um, initial minor surgery because it opened my eyes to the experience and it, and it demystified it. Were you afraid that you were going to be disfigured or that you were going to die? Um, I was afraid of pain. I was afraid Oh, you didn't that, think you would be disfigured? You didn't think that you would die? You just thought, no, I'm afraid of pain. I'm afraid of pain. Okay, so I would be worried that I'd be disfigured or die. Yeah. That would be my fear. No, I was afraid that I was going to be in agony afterwards. Okay. Um, you know, it's like they're going to do... And mind you, you know, we all have this self-preservation instinct. So knowing that you're going to put yourself in harm's way is going to activate all of our, um, you know, base instincts in terms of fear and and protecting ourselves and things like that. So going to that surgery felt like I I mean I felt like I was almost well I did I dissociated. I was emotionally just sort of like shut down and kind of like felt like I was, you know, not really present. So did you not trust that painkillers would work? Well, it wasn't about that. I, it was about in my mind. Like think about here's a here's a great way to think about it. When you get an injection. Oh, well, I'm scared of those. So yeah. I, I'm with you. And you think like, and so there's so much fear about the injection, about knowing that you're about to experience pain. <laughs> yeah. And then you get it and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I can totally relate to you because when I went to get blood drawn, 
I get so scared about that one little prick in the draw of blood that I start sweating and I almost start hyperventilating and that's just a tiny little yeah. prick in pulling blood. I have to look the other way and I have to like squeeze my leg and I have to like breathe. And so yeah, facial surgery would be massive right. compared to that. Right, so it was that and the, you know, the pain afterwards, was it uncomfortable? Was recovery hard? I wouldn't say terrible. It was it hard? Yeah, hell yeah, it was hard. Because of swelling and just you can't really move it's around. Your, it's and your face. Your whole face is. You have to drink swollen. through a straw. Yeah, I had jaw work done. And you have so. stuff packed up your nose and packed everywhere. Yeah, I had, I had rhinoplasty with a deviated septum that they cleared. Um, my jawline, you know, forehead shave, you know, and, and all. And you have to be super mindful that you don't bump into something and create a divot in your skin while you're healing. <laughs> you have to worry that you're not going to like scratch yourself and pull a stitch apart. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's all kinds of things. Sure. You know, and you're just exhausted and I just wanted to sleep all day anyway. So, so that was the worst for fear. Was that the, the worst, worst for, for pain? fear? No. <laughs> so what was the second worst for fear? Uh, well, I think they went in order. Oh, okay. No, actually that's not true. So that was the, so this actually, this little thumb thing, that was the worst for fear. FFS was second for fear, uh, but also I knew that I was gonna be having surgery weeks beforehand. So that the duration of the time that I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's only a week away. Oh my God, it's 10 days, you know, four days away or whatever. Yeah, the buildup. Yeah, so it was, you know, there was a lot there. Um, so then I would say the next one in terms of fear was bottom surgery. Because again, pain. Oh, not in terms of pain, in terms of fear. I know, but were you, were you thinking that were you fearful of the pain, or were you fearful of being disfigured, or were you fearful that you would never be able to like urinate properly? Uh, I was afraid of pain. Okay, again, yeah. pain. Yeah. I would be worried that they wouldn't put it back together right, <laughs> and that I wouldn't be able to pee correctly. That would be my thing. I no, that was not actually a concern of mine. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because different, you know. The, it isn't like you know. Hey, I'm Doctor Dave. You know, I'm going to come in and you know do your surgery, but first I'm going to smoke a blunt. You know, it wasn't like <laughs> you know like that. I mean, but you know that morphine and things like that exist for pain management, right? I don't know what they give you when you have surgery. What do they give you? Oxycontin? I don't know. No, no, they don't give you that. I mean, I think that they do give you. There is a bit of a morphine drip but even still um you know they manage pain you're not numb you know and so surgery it's sort of like they they're managing it but it's meaning just taking the top edge of the pain off not completely erasing oh, yeah. it because yeah, you exactly. probably need to feel something to know that that you are healing that things are still there that you can't just be completely void of feeling sure and you know so again it's pain management it's not the you know, absence of pain. Okay. Um, but on a scale from one to 10, like the actual pain recovering wise was never on a scale from one to 10. It was never worse than a four. Most of the time it was at a three. That's for bottom. For bottom surgery. What about top? Uh, same thing. Okay. Worse was like at a four. Um, and, you know, but most of the time, and four when I went a little longer uh, from taking my pain medication than I should have um, because I forgot or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then I took it and then I was fine. Okay. So anyway, it, it's that fear of pain. But so those were um, the worst in terms of fear. Um, I would say breast augmentation was 
like next to no fear. In fact, I was just like, you know, let's move this along. This isn't my first barbecue kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the last one I had was body contouring surgery mm-hmm. and uh, body contouring. I was just seriously, I was like, when are we starting? <laughs> you know, so the no fear, no fear, very, you know, and, and a lot of that has to do with my familiarity. And what to expect. I had um, FFS revision and I don't even remember. (laughs) Like I remember being in a waiting room and I don't remember anything else. Like I can remember being, you know, um, in the uh, pre-op area for every other surgery. And I'm like, I just don't even remember that Did they just knock you out and you went out faster? No, no. It's just kind of like it was so not even a thing. And I mean, granted, when I got home, they did... um, uh, revision work on my nose in particular, mm-hmm. which is an incredibly sensitive part of your face. Yeah. And when I got back, it was, I was still like knocked out. And, um, and uh, you know, and there were other things that they did, but I remember being like, like, oh my God, girl, why do you keep having these surgeries? Why do you keep putting yourself through this? Yeah. Where was electrolysis on the pain scale and the fe- fear scale? Fear, fear scale for fears. Fear first. scale? Um, fear scale, like, no, it's not really fear. Well, you, weren't you worried about getting injections in your face? You, you, had, you were nervous. You took a couple shots of an alcohol and you had Novocaine or something put in your face. Sure. Well, the first couple of times for sure because sure, you were yeah. scared. The alcohol right? was more, no, the alcohol was more to numb me to okay. pain. Okay. Um, because that's different because you experience pain the entire time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, you're just, just trying to do pain management. Now, again, those are just needles and I hate them. And so they don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that aspect of it really wasn't fun and wasn't nice. Um, but here's the thing with electrolysis. It is in a category all its own. And the reason is because I've been doing electrolysis for almost four years now. I am so over it. I'm yeah. so done. I want it yeah. over with. I'm just do you I'm have more exhausted. To yeah. I'm really? go, I still go. Yeah. I still go once a month, Oh, you know, because you know, there's hair is stubborn and it doesn't. And some hair grows back, even though you think it's been cleared, it's your oh, yeah. skin, your body's very regenerative and it will regrow mm-hmm. hairs. So, yeah. So, you know, and it doesn't, well, the thing is, is that it's a fine line between um, killing the follicle without damaging the skin. And so a lot of the times it's takes more than one attempt to actually kill the follicle. So the hair that is coming back is, it is, you know, it is very thin and very fine at this point because Mm -hmm. those follicles have been so degraded, but still, it's still, I still got my appointment for next month and I'm just like, and I'm just tired. What about, um, so now you've done the fear. What about pain? How did, how did that rank? Pain. Okay. Well, pain, I think the worst one was, um, honestly, um, we are expecting honesty. Yes. Yes. Uh, Body contouring. (laughs) Okay. That was the worst. Because you felt like you were just punched, like, Oh, you feel like you got hit by a truck. Oh, really? Like, at going, you know, 80 miles an hour. I was sore from, they lipoed my entire um, abdomen, Mm -hmm. um, including areas of my inner thighs. Okay. And then they inject all of that into, you know, my hips Mm -hmm. and my rear. And so I was sore 
my entire abdomen area, front and back, okay. was sore. My butt was sore. My thighs were sore. And, you know, you still need to get up and move. Yeah. And so you can't, I, I could not, like, you know, we use these muscles all yeah. the time. And your back. And our back. and Big time. And so, like, getting up to pee... I, I couldn't do it by myself. My daughter, my daughter, my sister, um, God, you know, bless her heart. She would have to come in the middle of the night and put her arms around me and sort of like lift me as I held on to her. Could you have used a bedpan if you chose to? Um, or would that have been too messy and not worth it? I have no idea. I've never used a bedpan. Yeah. It probably would have been easier. And I could say like lying there like at you know, 2.30 in the morning, there was a part of me that was just like, I wish I could just pee right here without having to What get about out. wearing a diaper? Is that like too degrading? Um, you know, if I had thought about it, I probably would have opted for I'm full for of that. good ideas. You should have called me. <laughs> I probably would have opted for it, but I don't know. I think like... It does, I think I might have. Does. If I was really, really in pain and I didn't want to have to get up at least for like a day or two, I might uh -huh. have. I think I would have done that for it sure. I, I for sure I would have done that. Who am I kidding? I definitely would have done that. It does have a certain <laughs> connotation to it. Let's put it that way. It does, but who has to know unless yeah. you're talking about it on a podcast? So that was painful. <laughs> um, and to this day, it still hasn't been three months from that surgery. And I still feel soreness in here. Are you still wearing the... Um, suppression garment or what do you call it? Com uh, what is it? Compression. The compression garment. garment. Yep. Still wearing a compression Every garment. Every day. Every Even month. at night? Yes. 24 hours, seven days a week with the exception of taking it out to wash it. Can you wash it in the washing machine mm -hmm. or do you have to hand wash no, it? No, I wash it in the washing machine, dry okay. it and then put it on. Okay. Um, and I do that as often as is necessary, but usually twice a week. And you don't have to wear one on your thighs? Your, where it's, they took it on the inner thigh? It go, no, because it goes to. Oh, is that like a little? Is it like a little jumper? Like it has yeah, legs? Yeah, and, it has okay. legs. So it's you know from here, and there's straps up here. So it's literally from here. To it's like here. a 1950s wool bathing suit, but like, made yeah, of compression. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> kind of like or a 1920s that. bathing suit, whatever. That's a good good way of looking at it. Okay. So yeah, so there was that. Um, um, that one was the hardest in terms of pain. Then I would say the second one was FFS. Okay. And mostly because it's your face. It's all of your major senses. Smell, taste, um, sight, hearing. Um, so... Um, Did it hurt to talk? Uh, I don't remember it being hurting. I mean, your lips were pretty swollen, right? Yeah. Like I remember you had to use a straw. Yeah, well, um, I had to use a straw because they had done incisions inside my mouth. And you were wired shut, right? No, I wasn't wired no? shut. No? No. Why did I have that impression? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it was not wired shut. Um, but they had. They went in through my gum line to cut my jaw, um, the sides of my jaw, so I had uh, stitches in there. Oh, okay. And so I couldn't, everything I ate had to be liquefied or pureed in I some way, shape, or form. I knew there was something in there. I just didn't realize it was just stitches. Yeah. But here's the thing, five days after surgery, I started feeling remarkably better. 10 days after surgery, I was back in school. Okay. So it was like, it was in terms of the length, it was fine. Um, I think with respect to um, body contouring surgery, like I said, it's still, it was a long time and I still am feeling, you know, my body healing from yeah, that. Yeah. So that was that. Um, then I would 
guess I would have to say um, bottom surgery. Now, what was nice about bottom surgery was that um, I had an epidural. And so that's when they put the needle in the back, your back and your spine in to your numb spine. you just from here down. Yeah. I had one of these. So I know. Yeah. And so um, even though that was a more invasive surgery uh, and I was, you know, luckily I was in at the hospital, you know, for six days recovering, which was great. So, you know, by the time I was able to by the time I left, um, you know, the pain was much better. I was able to, you know, um, dilate and do all of that. Dilation's kind of a separate thing. Yeah. I mean, it took me, it was three months before I could sit up straight like, like I am here. From surgery. Yeah. Well, what's interesting also is that for the six days or five days that you were in the hospital, you didn't necessarily have to get up to go to the bathroom because you had a, a catheter. Mm -hmm. So that was, was relieving you of having to get up and down and use those muscles and things. And you had, you were, had an IV drip that was giving you pain management and fluids and yep. things of that nature. So you yep. were kind of being extra taken care of yes. during that procedure. Yeah. So in terms of pain, um, yeah, it wasn't that bad. And in terms of fear, it wasn't really, there wasn't that much fear because um, I was pretty experienced with having surgeries at that point. And I think um, I was certain about what I wanted. I think that was a big thing. Like, so a couple things, like when you are after after the experience of it, your memory of pain is really foggy. Like you don't remember like, like you can remember like, oh my God, that was the best girl cheesecake I ever had. Yeah. And girl, you, girl cheesecake? No, I'm like saying like oh, girl. girl. Like, yeah, sorry. I'm like a girl cheesecake. I know cheesecake. I screwed it up. Um, <laughs> but like girl, oh my God, that cheesecake, right? Well, I, I don't remember pain of birth. Sure. And that's the thing. So like your body doesn't remember pain mm -hmm, uh, per mm -hmm. se. Like, um, I mean, it does. Yes, there is. You but know, not as acutely as when it is happening. No. When it's um, happening, it's one level. And when your, your memory of it is another it's level. It's another level, which is a whole different, you know, story in of itself. Let's, you know, talk it about post-traumatic stress and trauma and stuff. But Can I add one little thing? Please. So I find it fascinating that your least painful surgery is bottom surgery. Oh, that's not my least painful. Oh, no. Least least painful? Least painful was um was breast. Oh, the off. breast. Okay, but it's it's like almost it's second to last, right? Yeah. And I find that interesting because most people consider their genitals as being super sensitive. Like nobody wants to get kicked in the balls. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to get kicked in the vulva. Nobody <laughs> wants to get anything and, traumatic happening down here. Yeah. Nobody's interested, especially the idea of taking a knife to it and doing. And so the idea that that was one of the lesser painful surgeries, yeah. I just, that is funny to me and interesting. And that just goes to show like how good pain management is you know um in in you know post-surgical care so even though there was a lot of discomfort the discomfort lasted three months um before i could sit like this for any extended period okay um you know it was it wasn't bad um and then least of all was breast dog breast dog i felt like i was I, I, my, the expression I used is, you know, now I know what a sausage, a stuffed sausage casing feels like. And you were so excited about that oh, one. Oh, hell so yeah. yeah. You're like, do whatever. Yeah. You know? So, and I still am. It's still. Stuffed sausage case because it just felt tight. Oh yeah. You felt, you, everything's like 
pumped up, you know, and your skin isn't used to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually the skin expands and you heal and now everything's fine. Okay. Well, I really want to thank you for going through the explanation. I know you were reluctant, hesitant, mm -hmm. you didn't really want to do it, but I think I think it had some interesting content there and maybe our viewers will let us know if they found that interesting for them. Of course, that's only going to appeal to certain viewers that are going through what you're going through mm -hmm. or have gone through or are preparing to or preparing to. But maybe I mean, I find it interesting and I don't I didn't go through any of that. So, well, and I think for just anybody who's planning on having surgery of any kind that I think we make it we, we focus on the fear of pain and that can um, our imaginations can get the better of us. Oh, our imaginations are wildly uh, powerful when yeah. they want to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please uh, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> yes, uh, send us your comments. We always enjoy reading them, and we do our best to answer you. Also, um, join us on Patreon. We're just waiting over there. Come on. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into The Rage. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like, share, and subscribe button now. We truly appreciate all your wonderful support. Find us on social media at The Rage Episodes. And leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Want to get more involved? Join us on Patreon. Supporters receive extra benefits as well as access to member-only content. Thanks again and have a beautiful day.